Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! Oh, let's have a good time. Oh, please. My name is Jason Hammer. Big Nige. Nigel is here. Ah, Hello. We've got Allison as our producer today. The gang's here. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Look, fat. Look, kiss it again. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. Thank you, Dr. Pepper. And maybe, just maybe, Joe Biden has some classified documents next to his Dr. Pepper fridge in his garage. He's got a, you think Biden's got a beer fridge in his garage along with classified documents in the Corvette? Yes. You do? And if Hunter lived there, there might be a crack fridge. I don't know. Um, more classified documents found in Joe Biden's possession, this time in his Wilmington home in the garage. So it's not like we're talking about some sort of office that's locked up where you're really going to have to get through multiple levels of security to try to find what's in there. You're going to have to get like a like a four-digit code like most people have <laughs> on the side of their garage. Right. Or maybe even just a garage door opener. You can find somebody just trying to lift up the damn garage door. You know, uh, I've been seeing an ad, a 2020 political ad that Joe Biden was in, uh, and Fox keeps airing it. And this is like a commercial of him backing in, either backing in or pulling his Corvette out of the garage. And in the background, in the commercial, you can see a a stack of boxes. (laughs) I swear swear to God, I don't know if they mean that to me. Oh, these, these are the classified documents, or they might be, but it's just funny every time I watch that, now they keep showing. So Biden (laughs) (laughs) acknowledged earlier today that a document that had classified markings on it from his time as vice president was found in his, quote, personal library at his home in Delaware, along with some other documents in his garage earlier today. Peter Ducey of Fox asked Joe Biden about it. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, was in a garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> so Peter Ducey of Fox it? asked Joe Biden, "You've got classified documents next to your car in a garage. What are you doing? What are you thinking?" And he was adamant. Well, you know, it's not like they're out of the street. Oh, okay, that should make a lot of people feel better. I don't think that matters. Whether they're in a garage or out in the street next to the garbage can. It certainly didn't matter to the FBI agents who raided Mar-a-Lago in Trump's house. I mean, those 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 documents, they made requests that Trump put those documents in a more secure location. And Donald Trump did as much, and they still raided the guy. So keep this in mind. The same time Joe Biden was finger wagging, doing interviews with 60 Minutes, making these politically motivated attacks against Donald Trump. He had multiple classified documents in multiple locations. Yeah. Why didn't Merrick Garland appoint a special prosecutor sooner? Why are we just now learning about this? I mean, could it have anything to do with the midterms? So Joe Biden said he's cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department. There is going to be a special counsel. But there are a lot of questions here, right? How did 
These people know that those documents were there. Why were they there? What were they looking for? Does Joe Biden normally have people rummaging through his garage looking for things? Oh, I was looking for oil and I found these classified documents. How many people go in and out of the garage or the think tank that he had? These are questions that need to be answered, and we'll see if we get any sort of cooperation with the uh, Justice Department and the Attorney General. Um, There's also one other thing to consider, because I think Merrick Garland did this to kind of back himself out of a corner here, because he, 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 he appointed special, special prosecutor uh, Her. His name's Robert Her. Uh, so he's investigating Biden now. This guy named Jack Smith investigating Trump for the same thing. And a side note that the Durham guys still investigating the FBI, Russia, spying from the Trump campaign, all the so many special prosecutors, so little time. <laughs> I'm wondering what happens if if this her guy, this Robert Her, the special special prosecutor investigating Biden, recommends prosecution to Merrick Garland, and Jack Smith does not recommend prosecution. For Donald Trump, or vice versa, which is probably more likely to happen. Right. You know, they decide to prosecute Trump, but not Joe Biden. So he's not, Merrick Garland is not exactly out of the woods here. So two things. Number one, let's just say that Biden and Trump are both prosecuted. Can we get them both in the same cell and have like a big brother season? (laughs) Can we just have a cell with a camera in it and have like a new season of big brother watching those two fight? And number two, what else do you think is in Biden's garage? Because I got mm. dollars to donuts. He's got one of those big cardboard cutouts of like Kathy Ireland. They used to put in <laughs> bars, you know, to promote Miller Lite or things like that. What else do you think is in Biden's garage? How long do you think this will take to prosecute and investigate? Do you think we'll get past the 2024 presidential election before we have an answer? They'll have an answer for Trump before, you but think not so? Biden. Not Biden. Because they're both running. They are, but we've seen this movie before, uh, it's right? It's going to drag out, man. It's going it's, it's to drag out for so long. This happened before the midterm out. elections. They knew about it, <laughs> and we're just now finding out. There's no way in hell anything's going to happen before the general in 2024. Good point. Uh, other Biden news, the inflation number came out 6.5%. Now, that's down from 7% year over year, certainly nothing to be happy about unless you're Joe Biden and then you do a victory lap. When I came to office almost two years ago, the economy was flat on its back, as you all remember. What? Joe Biden, when Hmm. he came into office, the inflation rate was at 1.4%. And gas prices were two thirty nine a gallon. What in the hell is he talking about here? Kind of reminds me of Hogsett and the administration here in Indianapolis doing a victory lap on uh, homicides being lower than they were in the past couple of years. Well, that's not exactly the bar you want to set. <laughs> not but, record yeah. level <laughs> is certainly a far cry from things are going well. And uh, since we're discussing all things Joe Biden right now, did you see he did another one of those creepy whisper videos today no is that when he leans slowly into the camera while he's at the podium and talks like this and it just creeps the hell out of you it makes the (laughs) hair stand up on your arm here he is talking about how he's going to veto that bill that the republican house put together that was going to repeal all of the new irs agents well let me be very clear if any of these bills make it to my desk 
What is wrong with you? What the hell is that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Makes me want to lock is. the doors. It creeps the hell out of me. You're creeped out. I just think it's funny. I don't know. So I think it's time for a new segment on the program. Great moments and creepy Biden uh, whispers. No. <laughs> this is where Joe Biden was very proud that he was going to get uh, people back to work. The eight-hour day, the weekend, you know, time and a half for overtime, safety standards, sick days, victories for all of us. Because I might add, you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy uh how about this one i love this segment great moments and creepy biden whispers he's talking about how much money he's going to give people who were affected by covid and if you're concerned about the environment he's got money for you too i got them 1.9 trillion dollars relief so far they're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential i wrote the bill on the environment. <laughs> Pay them more. Oh, man. This is the best ever. Let's just do a whole show of Biden whispering. <laughs> oh, an entire four hours of, of clips of Biden whispering. When he does that creepy whisper, it sounds like he oh, should be in God. the movie Poltergeist. A terrible presence is in there with him. And boy, after his convention, he really, really, really made inroads. So much rage. So much betrayal. He hasn't. Not at all. Now let's go get your daughter. Oh. I wrote the bill. On the environment. Good God, that guy. Oh, I got I got some tears on that one, man. That's hilarious. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Hammer and Nigel. They should have been fired a long time ago. I think we got a show. Oh yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. On 93 WIBC. Oh yeah! Uh, you and I were both surprised yesterday that... Um, there was news about the Golden Globe Awards. I was surprised mostly. yesterday that the Golden Globe Awards <laughs> yeah, happened. I didn't even know that they had happened over the weekend. Uh, Steven Spielberg, best director, uh, best picture was The Fablemans, which is a is a, a movie that he uh, wrote and directed. And I, I just a whole like a bunch of lists of things I've never heard of as well just just some off the top of my head i can't even really i don't have the list here in front of me but one of the winners was that um was was the guy that played jeffrey dahmer in netflix miniseries dahmer monster the jeffrey dahmer story evan he, peters evan was that, was that his name evan peters so yes. he won best actor in a miniseries did you watch that um no, but I remember you and I and uh, Mondo, our previous producer, um, he watched it. He said it was very, very disturbing, very gruesome and graphic. I mean, the, the whole story of Jeffrey Dahmer is just chilling and 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 just it's it's, it's just evil. And so I don't I try not to put things like that in my mind anymore. 
Right. Um, but there's a lot of know. people that are into that kind of stuff. I I, know. I just didn't have the time to watch it, but I watched the one about the Night Stalker that Netflix oh, yeah. had. And it was fascinating. Now, that was a documentary. It wasn't like actors playing roles. So this guy Peters won a Best Actor Award in the Golden Globe for the Jeffrey Dahmer series. But uh, one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims' mothers, very upset about it, uh, she was the mother of victim Tony Hughes and said that um, Evan Peters should have used his acceptance speech to mention the families who were still suffering from Dahmer's crimes or to say Hollywood should put an end to telling stories about killers and glorifying them. Now, in his acceptance speech, he said he told the audience he hoped something good would come from this win. The mother of the victim scoffs, saying, "Yeah, nothing's gonna, co- you know, nothing's gonna come good from his portrayal of one of the most evil monsters in the history of mankind." So um, I can't get inside of her mind because I've never been through trauma like she's been. I through. couldn't imagine. But couldn't he's imagine. an actor. He's not Jeffrey Dahmer. This guy gets paid for a living to be an actor, and there have been tons of movies about serial killers. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer's had a series, obviously. Ted Bundy had a series. I think uh, Bundy's had a couple different series and movies. Yeah, Unabomber. Yeah, the Unabomber. So I don't know if you should necessarily be angry at the actor that portrayed him. Now, again, I have not seen the series, but everybody that has said that this guy did a really good job to the point to where, and there are stories about this, the crew would go on to lunch break at the filming of this, yeah. and he'd be in full Jeffrey Dahmer gear, and they'd go to like a Wendy's or something nearby, <laughs> and uh, people would be creeped out. People like, taking pictures of him next to some guy, right? And saying, "Be careful what he puts in your glass." Uh, I I don't I don't have a problem with what she said. I don't think. I mean, Hollywood tells stories. I think it's important to tell stories, especially even as gruesome. I, like, I don't know that they're glory. I wouldn't say. I, again, I haven't seen the Netflix Dahmer miniseries, but I would ha- I would hesitate to say it's glorifying right. what he did. I think it's exposing evil in the world, and, and that's that's what happened. I, and, and again, I don't have a pro- problem with her either saying what she had to say, because I, I just, you know, having to live with something like that, having to live with one of your family members being brutally murdered in the fashion that Jeffrey Dahmer went about it is is too much for I couldn't crawl out of that hole. You don't want to be I, reminded I of it and I get that angle of it because I know folks who have had um loved ones killed and their killer is currently on death row. And remember MSNBC for a while was doing a lot of these prison shows yeah. and prison documentaries where these horrible rotten pieces of blank were getting airtime. Like they were getting famous almost uh, because of these yeah. documentaries, and the family members of the deceased loved ones are like, "I am so sick of seeing my husband's killer or my son's killer mm-hmm. on television, acting like he's some sort of celebrity." So I get it. You don't want to be reminded of it. I just can't put stuff like that. Ever since I had my first kid, uh, probably eleven years ago, um, like I used to have no problem with, like even Game of Thrones. We, my wife and I, started watching Game of Thrones like the first week we had our 
son. And even like the first couple of episodes of that are really traumatic and just, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, it's been 11 years, but like this, her, the, the little daughter sees sees her dad decapitated in one of the scenes. It's just, I and then we started watching um, Brian Cranston with Breaking Bad. Couldn't take that one. I, I've, been, I've become a softie since I've had kids. Did you watch- you know? uh, I don't know what happened to me. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino movie. Has anybody seen that? Oh, yeah, that? with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Leo. Now, I again, I'm yes. not a Tarantino guy, but how was that? Allison, you've seen this one, too, because that's kind of based off of the oh. helter-skelter <laughs> Charles Manson kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was great. I, I was too. really enjoying the movie. Then the last 30 minutes, I was scarred. <laughs> Well, I mean, it like came out of nowhere, and like I should have expected because of Quentin Tarantino. But up until like the last thirty minutes, right? Yeah, well, it didn't end quite like the real events happened. Sure, either. Right. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to spoil that, but man, I love that movie. It was I, overall. Really but bad. if you're the family member of someone who was well, affected sure, by that, yeah. would you have the same feelings that the Dahmer victim's mother would have? Um, I've got some sad news to pass along here, Nige. Sierra missed. Is going away. Is it a stripper? <laughs> well, well, yes, she is, but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> the Pepsi drink that's supposed to rival oh, Sprite. Sprite. Okay. <laughs> Sierra Mist. Pepsi is getting rid of it. They're ditching it. Uh, in 24 years Good. in the market, and never really cut into Sprite's profits. And you know what? That's all they ever had on flights on airplanes. There, except that for those few months where they weren't serving drinks on airplanes, every time I get on an airplane and order, maybe in the morning of vodka Sprite, like screwdrivers, I didn't like Sierra Mist. I wanted a Sprite, and it was always Sierra Mist. Could you tell a big difference between Sprite and Sierra Mist? I could. I could do a taste test and pass it with flying colors. I don't know if I could, honestly. I definitely could, no question. Sierra Mist, not nearly as good. Sorry. Sorry about you. So it's going away, and they're coming out with this new lemon-lime drink called Starry, <laughs> and it's supposed to be a little bit more fruity than Sierra Mist was. Fruity. <laughs> okay. So rest no. in peace to Sierra Mist. I, I, I've never been a... Either way, I've never been a big Sprite Sierra Mist guy. I don't drink it by itself, by the way. Only one can of soda this week. What I'm are you drinking right now? Back. Well, this is Monster. It's <laughs> it's a Monster Energy drink. Okay. But it's it's it's, if, uh, it's zero sugar. It's zero. There's no sugar in it. All right. You're Joe Biden right now. Six point five percent. It's not seven. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. Welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer over there. Tomorrow, that uh, court appearance is happening in Carroll County for uh, the suspect in the Delphi murders. I honestly, I don't like saying his name. Uh, I, I know the news department does, but at this point, I think we all, this case has been going on for five years now. The suspect's name is Richard Allen. And um, we talked to investigative reporter Wish TV uh, co-worker Richard X Essex, you know, uh, news gathering partner w- Richard Essex about this uh, earlier in the week, Hammer. He broke down what the defense team of Allen is looking to accomplish tomorrow. From what we are anticipating to happen, the his lawyers, Richard Allen's lawyers, are going to be asking for 
the discovery, which is a pretty common part of any any criminal case where the prosecution, they have all this information on how they have charged or why they charged Richard Allen. So his lawyers are going to be asking for all of that information to be handed over. Now, you're looking at four and a half years of information that's been collected over this case. So they are asking for every bit of information they get hold of, every witness that has talked about Richard Allen, every interview that has been done where his name was mentioned, everything that's got his name attached to it and why they charged him with the murders of these two girls, they want every bit of that information given to them. And that includes the cell phone video where we've heard the audio of down the hill from repeatedly. Uh, They're asking for the full cell phone video. We've heard that clip, the audio, and then we've also seen like a quick one second visual clip of the suspect walking on that bridge as well. Now, the judge will also hear arguments about a change of venue motion as well as an update on the gag order. So tomorrow is a big day in terms of this court appearance in Carroll County, and there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of media buzz. Uh, You know, this type of thing doesn't normally happen in some of these places in, you know, rural Indiana, but uh, that is tomorrow, and we'll have full coverage for you right here at 93 WIBC. In other legal stuff, the guy that's been charged with the Idaho murders, those young people in the house in Idaho, uh, he returned to the courtroom earlier today and said through his attorney, he plans to challenge the evidence against him at a preliminary hearing. Now, Dude, that guy's creepy. We have broken down all of the ways that the police tracked this guy down. There's also an eyewitness Um it's looking like this is going to be an effort in futility on this guy. I get it. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty, but there are cell phone records. There's DNA. There's eyewitnesses. If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck here. Hell of a, you know, a great detective work. I mean, because you have something that happened halfway across the country. They picked this guy up where in Pennsylvania? I think somewhere so. I think they picked him up here, you know, uh, on the East Coast somewhere and brought him, extradited him back. He didn't fight the extradition back to Idaho. And I, I still I, this is this is another one of those where I'm just shaking my head and like, man, human beings are effed up sometimes, man. I, like, I don't I don't get this one. And I don't think I don't think we're, we're meant to get it. Just like we're not meant to exactly understand or get what happened in uh in delphi you'll never people searching for a definitive answer a definitive mode a definitive why did this happen we'll we'll never find it and it's fascinating in terms of study of human nature some of these people now this idaho guy shows up in court today um and he's wearing the orange jumpsuit and all that stuff but he's got a bunch of cuts on his face now we're not sure where those cuts came from when those cuts happened what's going on with this guy but it was noticeable to the point when he walked in the courtroom he had like four or five cuts on his face well that's that's what happens when you don't use gillette fusion razors (laughs) you use the generic jailhouse razors 
to try to shave. You're not getting a good smooth. Uh, Would you do an endorsement for jailhouse razors? Hi, I'm Nigel from the Hammer and Nigel Show. Sometimes you don't have money for good Dude, razors. That's why I turned to jailhouse razors. You know, I, I know we're talking about something serious here, but that's just my mind went there because I, I, that's something I pay extra for. I don't know about you. You, I think you shave a lot more often than I do. But do you pay for the $20, you know, four cartridge Gillette razors or do you have like the disposable ones? So, I've got like the the Mach 3 that you yeah, can put those blades in. Yeah, it's expensive. So, whenever somebody asks me, "What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas?" <laughs> it's simple stuff like that. Razor blades and a gift card. But That's all that I need. It's messed up that that CVS and Walgreens and drugstores have to keep those locked up behind uh, glass. You have to request somebody to come and unlock the glass like you're getting condoms or alcohol or something in some of these stores because yeah. they're so expensive. But that's one of the things I'm, not, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for. I'm like that with toilet paper. <laughs> of like, course you I have yeah. used some things oh, that are not dude. toilet paper before, you know, and it stinks. But I am more Trust than me. happy to put my hard-earned money onto a product that doesn't feel like sandpaper going into my anus. And, and man, <laughs> and man, there's quite. I can, yeah, I can tell a difference because my wife uh, goes to Costco and gets the Kirkland brand. I go, stop doing that. <laughs> Pay the extra $3. I don't care how much it is and get the Cottonelle. For my, for my money, Cottonelle, you don't have to get like the double the aloe vera, you know, double ply right. or whatever. You don't, I don't like the lotion. You don't have my, to squirt lotion on my backside. Yeah, that's awful. That stuff is it's kind of gross and slimy. It's going to be the no-nonsense Cottonelle, but enough with the Costco Kirkland brand. I'm going to have to lay my, I'm going to have to lay the hammer down on it. I believe this is the first time the words sandpaper and anus have happened since Mike Pence used to sit in this very chair and deliver the news of the day here in WIBC. Um, so this didn't take long. The Consumer Safety Commission is now walking back that gas stoves are some sort of threat to your health and you need to get rid of your gas stove immediately. Oh, the kids, the children, they're suffering because of the emissions of the gas stove and the Consumer Safety Commission is, is going to ban all gas stoves and Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, is going to eliminate gas stoves by, you know, in 10 years. It all got walked back. It was all so stupid. <laughs> It was all dumb, and it, you notice Democrats picked up on this yesterday just because of the kid aspect of it. The children. The, the children are- Please think of the children. How impossible. I mean, 50% of the homes in the United States, I think 40 to 50%, use gas stoves. Restaurants. Pretty much all the restaurants use, use gas stoves. It, it, it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. And I knew, I knew as soon as I saw the headline, it was going to take a day or two, but they would have walked it back. They're going to walk it back. So imagine all of the ridiculous things that come out of the Biden administration that they don't walk back. How bad does something have to be to where it takes less than 24 hours <laughs> for the Biden administration yeah. to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute here. What's going they on? They didn't want a thing to do with it. <laughs> they asked Corrine Jean-Pierre about it, and uh, and she was like, yeah, the Biden administration is not in favor of banning gas stoves. <laughs> with that scowl so on her face. Stupid. We were having a little discussion like during the commercial break here. Who's worse at their job, 
Corrine Jean-Pierre <laughs> or Pete Buttigieg as the transportation secretary? Oh, uh, well, boy, that's a, that's a rough one. Those are two. I mean, they both lie. Right. Both good liars. He's much more smooth about it, much more polished and professional, I think, than she is. This is like trying to pick who do you think is going to win a bar fight between Clay Aiken and Richard Marks. <laughs> I got Richard Marks on that one. If you said Richard Simmons, I would have said maybe Clay Aiken. Yeah, Richard Marks, man, he's uh, he's married to Daisy Fuentes, I believe. So maybe he could tap out and let Daisy come in and do the heavy lifting for him. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. By the way, quick stove update. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Hammer House now has a functioning stove. Because we had a little drama oh. for a couple days. Yes, we have an electric stove. I didn't listen to AOC. <laughs> has nothing to do with the Consumer Boy, Safety Commission. Yeah, you really took the uh, the, the, C, <laughs> the CSC to heart there. You, you got, got, got rid of that thing and went straight to Menards to buy an electric stove. I do whatever AOC tells me, <laughs> Nigel. Okay. So we had to go out and get a new stove because our old one was really old and started, you know, screwing up. So, all right, fine. We go out to Menards, we buy a stove. It gets delivered. The delivery guy is awesome. You know, he listens to the show. Oh, we really? find out later that you have to buy a cord to go with the stove. Now, listen, I'm not Tim the Toolman Taylor. I don't say. I don't host home improvement. I'm not on the home and garden show. Allison is. I'm not. I had no idea that you had to buy the cord separately. I get it. I'm a rube. I'm an idiot. But would it have killed the associate that sold me the stove to say, would you like to cord with that? Because that would have at least said, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know that it didn't come with it. Yes, I'd love to buy a cord. That sounds like a scam to me. It sounds like one of those things where, I mean, you, a cord comes with every electrical appliance you buy virtually. Whether it be a toaster or a vacuum cleaner or an alarm clock. Right. So, again, you know, I am not uh, Mr. Home Improvement. I can do the bare minimum. I'll at least get up on a ladder. But I had no idea that you had to have a cord separately. So I had to go back, make a second trip, get it. And then, you know, it got set up. It's functioning at home. Allison, you work on the Home and Garden Show. Did you know this, that you have to have a separate cord? Um, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. So I, now I don't feel see, bad. So yeah, even see, somebody see, I, that works I, on that show didn't know. Well, exactly. I, I would have just called actually Denny Smith or Pat Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, I need your help. Because people on social media yeah. are roasting me. I can't believe you didn't no, know. I, I wouldn't have known. I would have had any idea. Not, not a clue. And shouldn't the sales associate ask me, would you like a cord with yes. that? Because at least then the light bulb would have popped off in the top of my head. You mean it doesn't come with it? Yes, please attach the cord. And why doesn't it come with it? It's something about different amps and different houses, uh, and things like that. And I know I'm going like, to get 85 tweets of people explaining it the I right know. way. Yeah, but did you? So it's not like a, just a, a two-pronged thing that you plug in like your iPhone, <laughs> right? <laughs> like your iPhone charger. It's got like it's a big circle with a big three. Three um, or four, yeah. depending on what your okay, plug-in you. is. But yes, we are. We have functioning stove now in the Hammer House. 93 WIBC. The 
Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIPC. Denny Smith from the Home and Garden Show is on the drivehubler.com hotline. My favorite thing Denny Smith has ever done was uh, a couple months ago in September, he texted you while we were on the air and said, hey, Hammer, make sure and remind Nigel that it's his dad's birthday today. (laughs) That was the best thing. (laughs) And you looked at me as soon as the segment was over. Hey, Nigel, just remember it's your dad's birthday today. Hi, Denny. Uh, You know. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. You know, I, I I wanted to weigh in on this gas stove stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. at the maximum level of festivity when I hear these knuckleheads <laughs> talk about this. Uh, you, you know, I'm a, a 50 year plumber and I'm a 45 year HVAC guy, but it's all about combustion air. But a, a, a stove only puts out so many BTUs, and there's enough combustion air or makeup air in any envelope within a home to handle that. Maybe all four burners going at once without any issues at all. And this Richard Trumpka Jr., is that the same Richard Trumpka Sr. who's in charge of the AFL-CIO? Uh, I'm not be, sure. I'm not up on my Krumpkas, Denny. You know, this this has got to be a political agenda. Every commercial kitchen in America, yeah, every restaurant dumb. in Indianapolis right. uses gas stoves. And there's enough makeup air and enough vent hoods. I mean... When they turn those vent hoods on, it'll it'll suck the smock off the chef. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> but this so, idea that the you know that the byproducts of combustion. Okay, this is real simple. It's a science class from Home and Garden. Byproducts of combustion: heat, carbon monoxide, and moisture. What they're worried about is carbon monoxide. But the dilution capacity within the envelope of the home is so great that you really won't even notice. I mean, it's like lighting a dozen candles. And if you come home and your wife's in a romantic mood and she lights all these candles, you know, you're not thinking about carbon monoxide and your eyes aren't watering. It's the same thing when you turn on the stove. This is just, it's just nuts. But you got to think, Denny, there's probably a a climate cultist angle to this, too. You know what I mean? You could probably find somebody that's part of this that is going to make. It's a green agenda. And the very fact that AOC is logged in on this, you know that it's about the green agenda. (laughs) But get this. They're trying to get rid of fossil fuels. But if they get us all on electricity, it's pretty easy, you know, the conspiracy theory warning insert here. But it's pretty easy for them to monitor our electricity and throttle us down. It's almost impossible to do that with gas. They can't do that with gas. The the meters aren't that sophisticated. But an electric meter, oh, hell, they could throttle us all down. But you can put me down as Richard Trump as a total jackass. (laughs) Let me write that down here. Let me see the the total jackass one for Denny Smith. Got it. Yeah, that's that's, mark it it down. Yeah, okay, that's that's hilarious. uh, I'm with you. And and Hammer, don't beat up on yourself. Nobody knows that you got to buy the pigtail when you buy the stove. And they should be. They should have told you. They should have told you. Is pigtail fancy electric? Electrician talk yeah. for a plug. Yes, sir. That... <laughs> you got to remember who you're talking to here, Denny. Uh, middle note: Let's not get Nigel on as a substitute for home and garden. Yeah, no, you don't want that. <laughs> well, thank you. Now I feel better between you and Allison saying, "Hey, it's okay. You didn't know that it came with it." Now I don't feel as bad. But you're exactly right. It's about the amperage. Those plugs can be 30, 40, up to mm. 60 amp, and the, every plug is different. That configuration of the three prongs coming out of that plug so you know in fairness you know 
Uh, they should have told you. They just should have told you, Hammer. So I took the kids to some activities last night, and I come home. My wife has got the back of the stove open. She's looking at YouTube videos. Oh, no. She's hooking everything up, and she got it. She nailed it. Oh, perfect. So That's amazing. <laughs> you know what? That's I know amazing. you call her coupon lady, crazy coupon lady. Don't let go of that. That woman's got warrior written all over. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Diddy Smith, yeah. you're the best. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Diddy. Thanks, brother. See you guys. See ya. Knives, this is some good news. I think this is exciting news. It's in regards to the Indy 500 this year. Uh, NASCAR star Kyle Larson has announced he's going to try to run the double this year. So he's going to try to run the Indy 500. Um, and then Go he's to also going to do the Coca-Cola 600. So it might be next year. I'm reading it now. 2024. Okay. So it's a year from now. 2024, he's going to do the Indy 500 for McLaren Racing in a car owned by Hendrick. And then the Coca-Cola 600 that night with his usual NASCAR team. So we got to wait a year for it. But I love this kind of stuff. It makes the Indy 500 better. Didn't Smoke do something similar? I mean, he didn't run the Indy 500, did he? He ran two NASCAR races. No, he did the double. He did? He finished both races. I think he's the only one that has finished oh, okay. both okay. races, the 500 and the 600. That's pretty cool. And they had to strap him up to like an IV afterwards because yeah. he was so dehydrated. <laughs> but I'm here for this kind of stuff, man. I want an active bump day at the 500. I want all the NASCAR guys. Look at this. Here we guys. are in the middle of January already talking about the Indy 500. Let's go. I love it, man. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. More coming up later, obviously, on the special counsel named for uh, named for Biden's classified documents, that whole scandal. You got to remember, Hammer, that everybody, like the powers that be, all the higher-ups, all the upper echelons, the DOJ, Merrick Garland, all these guys, the FBI possibly, knew about President Biden's classified documents at the beginning of November. Before what, the election. Before what, what day is it today? Is it, what, it is sorry? January oh, 12th. Okay. So we are keeping an eye on that right now, though. Uh, Indiana <laughs> General Assembly this week and next week getting to work. So a lot of headlines this year aren't the sexiest things in the world. It's a lot of budget stuff. And budget stuff uh, might not necessarily move the needle on specific things that people are looking for. But one other topic that's been brought up is the legalization of marijuana. And it feels like we're kind of in that fight right now where alcohol was at for a long time, where the majority of people in the state, not everybody, but I think the majority wants something like Sunday sales to happen. But for whatever reason, your elected lawmakers, they know better than you. They're not here to work for you. They're here to take care of you. So they voted against it year after year. And here we are with legalization of marijuana. Again, not everybody is on board, but every piece of polling that I've seen, Nige, has said that people are in favor of yeah. it recreationally. And not only that, but we're surrounded by states here in the Midwest that it's, it's legal. Um, and they're making so, money on it. They're making a lot of money on it. Of course, we're, we're behind. Um, and because Governor Holcomb is, has been using the excuse for a long time that it's illegal on a federal level, right? Correct. So there's a representative from South Bend 
Jake Teshka, and he and two other House Republicans, along with some support from the House Democrats in Indiana, a little bipartisan action here. They've got this bill set up uh, where it's a system to tax and regulate marijuana for medicinal use and for recreational use for people ages 21 and older. Now, Governor Holcomb was asked if that bill comes to his desk, what would he do with it? Well, that's an if with a capital I and a capital F twice. Um, look, call me old-fashioned, but I'm, I'm going to uphold the rule of law. And right now, uh, as I see and interpret it, it's still illegal, according to the federal government. I think it was too old-fashioned when you vetoed the bill that would have banned dudes from playing women's sports in high school. That didn't seem too old-fashioned to me. A one-on-one meet-and-greet with Malik yeah. Mohammed <laughs> after he led a group up the street heading to your mansion doesn't seem like it's old-fashioned to me either. You know, this whole marijuana thing, it's just like all these other states have figured it out. The fed, On a federal level, they said they're not going to be going after the states that have recreational and medicinal marijuana. Um, it just I, I don't know. I feel like if they figured it out, then why can't we? And I get there are downsides a- to it. Some of our friends in law enforcement say if you make it legal, then here comes a lot more problems that we have to deal with. You know, who's under the influence when driving because you have to regulate yeah. it almost like alcohol. Alcohol is legal, but you can't drink and drive. People driving while high could become an issue. Trafficking could become an issue. So I understand there are other issues in play here. I wonder if I wonder what it would be like in terms of like crime in terms of dealing if that would go down. And I think it has in other states. I mean, you you, you legalize something that's not, that was previously illegal, and now you can just go in and buy it you know, legitimately without having to worry about whether or not a gun's going to get... I mean, how many times have you heard in the city, especially, about a drug deal gone wrong uh, over a bag of weed? Right, right. You're right. I don't know. And it seems like, based on all of the polling... This is what the people of the state of Indiana want. Republicans, Democrats, and the number's not even really close. It's overwhelming. But yet, this bill is probably already DOA. Even if it does make it to the governor's desk, you just heard him right there, he's going to act like he's this captain of conservative, strong values. Even though those that wanted to go back to work during the pandemic, he looked at, scoffed, and called them a Petri dish. So it's funny when Governor Holcomb wants to act like Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Conservative. And when you see what some of these other governors are doing around the nation, Nige, it's hard to fathom that the same letter next to Governor Holcomb's name, R, is the same as, say, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay, She was just sworn in as the governor of Arkansas. She just signed seven executive orders on day one. In Arkansas, cutting the size of the state government, reforming the unemployment system, banning CRT in schools, and a number of things. She did that on day one in office. Sounds like an awesome governor. I'm not moving to Arkansas, though. No, I'm not. (laughs) But does it sound like Holcomb and Sarah Huckabee Sanders are the same party? No, not at all. I was just answering people that, that say, oh, if you don't like Indiana, you can move. 
if you don't like this country, you can move. Nah, I'm staying in Indiana, but I do like it. Sounds like uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing a doing an awesome job so far. And look at the Santas. Look how many people have flocked to Florida, have fled to Florida from blue oh, states. Yeah, exactly. People from New York and California. I think it was uh, California's governor, Gavin Newsom. He is basically putting up ads and billboards begging people to stay and move back to California. Yeah, and Ho- uh, Kathy Hochul, who just a few months ago was telling Republicans to get the hell out of New York. This is our state. If you're MAGA, we don't want you. Now she's begging people to come back. So Ron DeSantis, their governor, just won re-election. He stated that he's going to pass a law making protections against the COVID vaccine and mask mandates, and he's going to make those permanent. You have universities around the country. They're forcing these 18, 19-year-old kids to get these booster shots. When you had research, and Joe's familiar, we had one of the researchers on a panel we did where you have risk of myocarditis exceeds the risk of getting affected of COVID for these kids, and they're still forcing that on them, uh, and that's just runaway ideology, uh, and so we're going to be doing that. But So we did all that. Uh, a lot of those provisions, though, um, expire on July 1st, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a whole package. We're going to make all this permanent, but then we're going to add some more protection for people you should never be discriminated against based on your mrnra status at all in any way you shouldn't be it should not even be an issue yeah the college thing is both of those things he's dead on a hundred percent but the the colleges i think notre dame's still making their uh, students get boosters to go back it doesn't make any sense beyond the myocarditis issue forget about that issue for a second that the, the vaccines have been known there's studies that have shown that it caused some heart problems in, in young uh, healthy kids that take this thing beyond that the vaccine does not stop you from getting covid and it doesn't stop you from spreading covid and that's the way they were sold to us and even if you do acquire covid and you're 21 years old you are not at risk of severe disease or going to the hospital it's very 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 low i felt like a chainsaw and Dave. Very, 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 very low from summer. My favorite part of the Notre Dame policy is even if you're a virtual student. Yeah, if you're online, take online courses. So you could be at home in your apartment by yourself, but you still have to have the booster to attend classes in Notre Dame. Allison is our producer today, and we've got a story about our neighbors to the north. So I think we need a little mood music. country anyway so when you said neighbors of the north i thought you meant carmel (laughs) a little further north then remember the other day when we had that little uh issue with none of our airplanes being able to get off the ground prior to 9 a.m a little glitch going on a glitch sure dateline canada canadians suffer the same mysterious air system outrage as the united states delaying more flights See, did you mean, did you mean outage? Is outage, that what I mean? Is yeah. That see, see, that's why I, I'm thinking like coincidence or not uh, that it's 
I'm sure they're saying, let me guess, they're saying these two incidents are not related, right? I mean, Canadian officials say they do not believe the causes of the outages are related. Oh, well, big surprise. <laughs> I thought they were awfully quick yesterday to say, oh, no, no cyber attack. This wasn't had anything to do with a, a hack or anything. It's just a glitch, and the fact that it happened glitch. to Canada, too, eh, what can you do? <laughs> and, and it's basically the answer that Pete Buttigieg has given, the transportation secretary, uh, sir, what happened? Why did all of our flights get grounded for the first time since 9-11? Uh, glitch. Uh, what do you, what do you want to do? It would be hilarious if that was his answer. Eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh. So to celebrate these glitches and your favorite travel secretary, Hammer and Nigel Records has put together this all-new album. You've heard Travel Secretary Pete Buttigieg talk all about the glitch that grounded over 6,000 flights. Glitches or complications uh, happen all the time. Well, now you can celebrate the fact that your flight didn't get off the ground until well after 9 a.m. in song. Hammer and Nigel <laughs> Records presents Pete Buttigieg, The Duets, your favorite travel secretary, singing songs with your favorite superstars, like Meredith Brooks. Elton John. Ludicrous. Charlie Daniels Band. Johnny said, Devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a glitch. I'm the Right now, we'll throw in this complimentary copy of Freedom Rock. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Heat Buddha Judge, the duets from Hammer and Nigel Records. There it is. New from Hammer and Nigel Records. Bravo! Hammer and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? Hammer, how do we play Is This Anything? I'll run some stories by you. You simply tell us if that story is anything or not. Okay. Is this anything? Two Florida men are accused of burglarizing multiple homes in Florida, and they were caught by deputies while driving a truck with a cardboard license plate that read, Stolen Tag. <laughs> Here is some of the police audio of the arrest, mm -hmm. along with somebody who lives in the neighborhood that they targeted. I couldn't make out the uh, tag. Maroon pickup listed. Looks like it's got a... Uh People who commit crimes like these are not the sharpest <laughs> tools in the shed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something for sure. I mean, it doesn't sound like these guys were exactly uh, uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> breaking into a casino. <laughs> they broke into multiple homes, and their, their ride, their getaway vehicle didn't have tags on it. So it said stolen. Wait, I've seen that before. I've seen people do that before. Did it says stolen yeah, tag? Yeah, st tag stolen or license plate stolen. Oh, uh, Like rolling down I the road. It. Like That's people would write it on there because theirs have been stolen. Yes. I thought these idiots were just like, yep, we stole it. Here we are. Come no, get us. No, this is, no, they were driving a truck 
with the cardboard license plate. I got that, it. That Red stolen, and that's why they were. That's why they were pulled over. And while they were pulled over for that, they discovered they'd been they'd been robbing homes. <laughs> so now I've seen. Have you never seen that before? No. People rolling down the street with you know plate stolen or something like that, or no. lost license plate. I don't think yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that. I've seen it several times. I don't, I'm not saying they were doing anything creepy or, or, or nefarious like these guys were, but um, it doesn't surprise me. I have seen a lot of people with the sticker of Calvin and Hobbes with the little boys peeing on something. <laughs> Does that count? I, I mean, how many things could we list off the top of our head that Calvin's peeing on? <laughs> like from, from certain NASCAR drivers' numbers. Right. Patriots logo. Uh... Biden-Harris logo. Biden-Harris logo, I was going to say. And yeah, there's some for Trump as well. Right. Um, is this anything? With all the problems that the FAA had with grounding those flights, it got us thinking, does the middle seat person on a plane get both armrests? Oh. Here's a okay. flight attendant with the age-old answer. If you are sitting in the middle, you get both armrests. Don't be that person who's sitting at the window, who gets the window, plus this outer armrest, and then takes the middle armrest. Middle gets middle armrest. If you're sitting at the window, you get to control the window panel. If you're not, unfortunately, you don't. They get I to say. You can ask nicely, but if they don't want to, they don't have to. If it's not takeoff or landing, you get to put your chair back. You paid for that uh -huh. seat. Airlines design it so you can lay your chair back, put your chair back so you're more comfortable. Yeah, didn't we have a discussion about that last part a couple of weeks ago, whether or not it's it's okay to, to, to scoot your seat back or to move your seat back on an airline? Right. On an airplane? And I think our weekend of the consensus is to maybe ask permission first or see if it's okay. Like, if you go back but, far but enough, then you don't get to complain when I kick the bejesus out of it. <laughs> but the middle seat thing is obvious. I think, like, where where's a person in the middle supposed to put their elbows if, you, if, if you're not... If you can't use the the, the armrests, and it already sucks, you're in the middle. Yeah, the middle right? sucks. So you're already smushed. Yeah. You're packed in there, yeah, and yeah. either my ass is getting fatter or these seats are getting shorter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're in the middle seat. You're uncomfortable. You're not by the window. You're not by the aisle. The least you can do is have both armrests. I will say, out of the, all the stuff we're talking about, I, I don't mind if somebody if, if leans back on me. I don't mind sitting in the middle. I hate it when the person against the window shuts the window though, because I. Have have to look out the window on a plane i don't like that i don't like what not knowing what's going on out there you get a little nervous if maybe you... a little bit yeah like okay. like 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 i would feel better if the plane was having tons of turbulence at least i could see the the wing shaking vigorously out the window you want to see I the crash see, happening yeah, i see it coming <laughs> i don't want to wonder what's going on outside the window but I, and then some you know you ride next to somebody or ride um in the middle of the aisle and the guy that gets the window shuts the the window it sucks i hate that that's that, out of the worst out of everything on flying I, that's probably my worst it's kind of like an ocd flights, man an ocd thing with me short flights i want to be by the window but if i'm going out to vegas or if i'm going out somewhere that's a long flight i want the aisle i would rather have the aisle than the window because i'm drinking and i'm going to the can well then okay if you fly southwest but also sit in the back you sit in the back sit in the aisle uh, so you have quick access to the can. Very good advice. Now, you're not one of these guys that gets up right away when the plane lands, are you? Because if that's the case, I um, really want to send you to Guantanamo. Well, I, I don't... I, I, if I'm on the aisle, but nobody's moving, 
Like, if I'm by the window, obviously I can't get up. But if I, if I get up, I'm going to get up to stretch. Well, that's fine. But, like, the people that get up oh, and they're standing they in the... down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you have to wait your turn to get off the plane. There's no cutting in the line to get off the plane. We go row by row. That's how it works. And if you don't understand that, you should be thrown out of the plane. <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Hammer and Nigel on 93 WIBC. So MSNBC's crazy race lady, Joy Reid, <laughs> who is uh, famously known for writing homophobic blogs and lying about being hacked. Uh, she Remember last week when uh, Byron Donald's uh, representative out of Florida was, was nominated for Speaker of the House, somebody, somebody nominated him. I th- I don't, he may have only had one or two votes. I'm not sure. But Joy Reid claimed that he was being used as a prop. Yes. By the GOP. She questioned his blackness. Yeah, so he was on with her the other night, right? So this was last night, and you could tell what Joy Reid wanted to do. She wanted to try to embarrass this guy. Like, she was hoping and praying that he wasn't prepared, didn't come off calm and polished and didn't know some of the certain things that happened in the House of Representatives, and it totally backfired on Joy Reid. You've been in Congress one term. Yes. What were your qualifications to be Speaker of the House? Well, look, I think my colleagues, they recognize my leadership, and they've seen it in many leaps and bounds. Can you give specifics? Secondarily, I've served before at the state level, now here at the federal level. What were your specific qualifications to be Speaker? I I actually understand budgets. I understand what the long-term ramifications are. are What is the job of the Speaker? Hold on a second. We have to have a conversation. I'm trying. What is the the job of Speaker? Can you explain what the job of Speaker is? Because the job of Speaker doesn't have to do every single member of Congress has served. Okay, what is the job? The job of the Speaker of the House, number one, is to actually make sure that the Congress is operating on time. It largely sets the agenda for the conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the entire House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. It actually engages in negotiations with the Senate (laughs) and the White House on major issues, key issues. The Speaker of the House has security clearances that most members do not have. You're number three, obviously, in the line to the presidency. Mm -hmm. And there's much, much more. The job mm -hmm. is critical. Oh, and by the way, the Speaker of the House is also responsible for security. And fundraising and fundraising. So you know what she's trying to do here, right? Of course. She's trying to make this guy look like he's an ignorant POS that doesn't deserve to be where he's at. Um, And solely based on the reason of ideology. I mean, this is this is a, a black man who who never in it's never happened that, that has been nominated uh, a black man's never been nominated for speaker of the house like he was that that was a first that should right. have been something that was celebrated and because they don't have because he doesn't have the same ideas doesn't think the way that joy reed thinks then he's you know being berated and interrupted and treated like an a-hole on the on her show and what in reality he's kind of doing the opposite turning the tables on her i love it i love this and we got a couple clips to play here but when you listen to these 
I want you to imagine your Joy Reid, as hard as that may be, because you could tell when she starts to realize that this guy's got his act together, she goes from subject to subject. Because if he were struggling to answer any of these questions, she would just sit there with that scowl on her and, face. And like, is he is he filling out some job application? What kind of questions are these for? Like, so what is Speaker of the House? What does it mean to be Speaker of the House? My response would be, hey, Joy Reid, what's a woman? <laughs> you answer that, and then I'll give you my answer. And by the way, and just another, what experience does Pete Buttigieg have to be transportation secretary, as long as we're talking about people with experience in high-ranking positions? Well, he's familiar with horrible roads. He was the mayor of South Bend. So here is, again, crazy race lady Joy Reid, surprise, surprise, making it about race with Byron Donalds. They were looking for a response to Hakeem Jeffries in you. Uh, no, no, thanks. That was not any. Because you've literally it. been there for one term. So you okay. you do I mean, not, you you've never to, been in leadership. I'm asking to, you the question. I'm, I'm, I'm so answering. That's what, and answer? the reason I'm asking that, I'm just okay. going to ask you this All question, right. is one of the things that, not, I don't know that you said it, but members have said is that they wanted to highlight the diversity of the conference. There are more African-American members just that are House Committee ranking members. They're at the same number that are actually members of the entire Republican House caucus. Right. So do you not believe that the idea was to make a diversity statement by nominating it? Well, actually, first, that was not the idea because I was in the room when the decision was made by people who chose to nominate me. That never came. And, what, and you, you've Hold still on. not explained how, you, how you're qualified. You won't let him. Sure, are you going to let me answer your question? Sure, or you tell us. Over me? Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two. Now, let's go back. The reality is, is that a lot of members actually do believe in my ability to lead. They do. Am I to be despised for my youth because I've served one term when members know that I have the ability to engage other members through the conference? And don't you see how Joy Reid wants it both ways? Well, they're just using you because of diversity. Because I think you, I thought I thought that's what the whole point was with Democrats and identity politics is diversity. That, that's the whole point is the color of your skin. They are the party of identity politics. And all of a sudden she's trying to use diversity as some sort of negative quality when talking about a, a GOP representative that happens to be an African-American. These are the same types of wow. folks on the political left that looked at Larry Elder, a black guy running for the governor yeah. of California, yeah. and called him the black face of white yep. supremacy. Unbelievable. Here's one more clip from last night. And again, Joy Reid thinks she's being cute getting him on the record for all the things that he's voted for. But I think a lot of people would stand up and applaud for the things that he's voted for. I'm just going to go through a few of your voting record items because you've made some statements about me, about what I've said, and saying that I've tried to accuse you of being less black than other folks, which I think is an unfair statement, but that's fine. I'm going to go through some of your voting records. Right. You're doing it you right now. You voted to reject the Arizona and Pennsylvania electors on January 6th. Right. Donald Trump himself has implied that that was that the reason that Pennsylvania was illegitimate is because of Philadelphia. That's a statement about African American voters. Um, you do. Hold on a second. You don't believe what? that Donald Trump's rhetoric led to the storming of the Capitol. Um, even though we've just had a January 6th commission that said it did. Ha! Okay, you questioned so the election what? Itself. You voted against impeachment. Um, you voted against creating an, an independent commission for the January 6th account. Um, on voting laws, you defend voting laws that said getting rid of ballot harvesting is a good thing that we did. So you've defended the Florida voting laws. Um, you and you've actually defended laws in the country. The Florida voting laws. Florida election laws are the mm -hmm. best election laws in the country. And go you ask Arizona, go ask California, go ask New York. Uh, we do it the best. Okay. All right. Good yeah, for him. She, yeah, yeah, exactly. I agreed with everything he said.
he, he Joy Reid is not smarter than he is. No. She tries to come off of some intellectual type, and she was not prepared for the response that she was getting from this guy. That guy's a star. Byron Donald's a Florida rep. The GOP is a star. Flat-out star. And how insulting uh, of I mean, how insulting would you be to say, yeah, you, you're just a prop? Yeah, you're you're only here because of diversity. You're only here because of the, the Republicans want diversity. <laughs> Are you kidding me? When you say things out loud like that, sometimes it brings attention to how ridiculous it really is. You 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 disagreed with the January sixth committee. Okay, a committee that didn't have any... Everybody on that committee voted for impeachment. There was no cross-examination of witnesses. There were no... Uh, you wouldn't just, let Jim Banks on it. You wouldn't let Jim yeah, Jordan was, on there it. There was no dissent on, on, on the committee board. So uh, that, to me, I mean, that was a shredding of Joy Reid. And she looks absolutely stupid. We've got uh, more Twitter files dropping. Again... They've kind of lost a little bit of their mojo because there have been so many different journalists dropping different Twitter files. But if you're following along, it's been fascinating. So the other day, uh, Alex Berenson, he put out uh, his version of the Twitter files. He got access to emails from Twitter, and he put out a lot of stuff about COVID mm-hmm. and Fauci. Gottlieb and, and, the, and uh, Big Pharma, sure. So the guy that had the first round, Matt Taibbi, he has another round out. And this time it's about Russia, 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 all the Russian collusion talk, right? Mm. So according to the latest Twitter files, Twitter staff was telling some of your favorite TV pals like Diane Feinstein, Dick Blumenthal, Donang Dick, <laughs> and don't forget Adam Schiff. <laughs> Little pencil neck, Adam Schiff. Thank you for that. Twitter staff was telling all of them that Russian bots <laughs> were not behind the release the memo movement from 2018, yet they published their letters anyway, claiming that it was being led by Russian intelligence operations. So the Twitter staff knew there was no Russian collusion there was no Russian interference, but they allowed these lunatics to post these letters anyway. And this is according to the emails that have been posted by Matt Taibbi. You shocked by this? Is anybody shocked by this? I mean, this is basically confirming everything we knew about social media platforms, including Twitter. They were suppressing, they were actively working with federal officials to censor uh, Americans, which is illegal, violation of the First Amendment. And none of this surprises me. And it's it's on display now, 100% on display for everybody to see. It's on display how hypocritical and and uh, partisan the media is when dealing with Joe Biden and his mishandling of classified documents. He's being accused of the same thing and treated with kid gloves now when, when Donald Trump's house was raided, uh, showing how Twitter was working and to, to suppress dissenting views and opinions on COVID and Russia and the election and Hunter Biden's laptop, just another, I mean, it's glaring. We, we were all right about this. You and I talking about this on this show for years have been, uh, you know, I don't know, not exonerated is the word, but uh, we were right all along. We knew we, we were been, right. We were vindicated that all this stuff was going on.
It's unbelievable. And you know the political left is defeated when their argument is, well, you're not allowed to talk about that. Because Fauci, <laughs> Fauci tried to pull that crap this past yeah. week. Uh, hey, there's a lot of young dudes that are just dropping dead and having heart attacks. Can we talk about uh, whether or not that's vaccine related? No, you can't talk about that. All right. That's how you know you've got these people. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. And we got a little booze news. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. We are going to read booze news because it's really fun. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. Mitchell presents. Booze news, booze news. This dude in Ohio was arrested for doing backflips in front of an officer to prove that he was sober. <laughs> that'll, that'll show him. I mean, honestly, if you can pull off a backflip when you're hammered, it is impressive. I don't think you're going to be fooling the police officer giving you the uh, roadside test. Here is the moment. This guy's, I love this guy's name. Tanner. Tanner Wilson did the flip to prove that he wasn't under the influence, but the police weren't buying it. That's good, man. That's pretty good. I can't do that. <laughs> Have you had any psychedelic drugs today, man? No, I've not. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to be straightforward with you, bro. Your driving's pretty bad. Your eyes are super glossy. I guess my blue's coming from you. I'm going to have you walk down the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, that's... Um that's pretty, uh, again, the word impressive comes to mind when you're hammered to the point where the cop notices that you're swerving, you're a horrible driver, he can smell the booze, but you still can do the backflip. Right. I so mean, I, I feel like officers, they ask you sometimes to do crazy things just to see how you would respond because if a drunk person is hammered, they're going to take you up on the challenge, right? If somebody came in here right now and said, all right, Mr. Hammer, walk in a straight line and count backwards by sevens. I can't do any of that. I got a bad <laughs> knee. I got a bad back. I'm a little bit overweight. I ain't walking in no straight line. And plus, your math skills suck. Right. You can't count backwards by sevens. Dude, where do I even start at? <laughs> Seven, one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and is sober? This guy. I, mean, I think it would be technically seven zero, but who, who knows? Who's well, see, there you go. It goes into my. <laughs> that's in my defense. I'm no good at math. It's Beach Grove and Ball State coming together here. Like when I watch these, like on patrol live, because they're embedded with the Beach Grove Police Department, and I love watching that show and some of these other departments around the country these people that uh, are just hammered drunk yeah. trying to talk their way out of things man like taking a field sobriety test and they're falling and it's crazy i've never I, when i was a kid i don't know if i told this story before my my old man uh we had this orange truck and he was taking me you know i was i was little i was probably eight or nine years old and he had a roadie and he he would keep his roadie in a he had bought like one of those uh, now tell us what a roadie is this is like a, um, a, a a beer open container yeah, I had an open container um, and he got pulled over and <clears throat> and he had like a, a a Pepsi sticker around it like one of those stickers that <laughs> it, so, so it makes it look like like the cops would actually believe that it looks in oh you're just drinking a Pepsi like you're <laughs> that guy a, loves Pepsi <laughs> so uh, my dad my dad I can remember he's like oh boy here we go he like I, I don't think he was he was hammered or anything we just had a road it you know he just got off work and the cop comes up and license registration have been drinking and all of a sudden right behind us there's a huge wreck. 
I mean, it happens in real time. You could hear it. The, the officer kind of ducked. I turned around. He looked at my dad. He goes, it's your lucky day. Get home right now. So, and your dad so said that, cheers and held up the roadie so, and dropped the hammer. So, and by the way, my dad hasn't taken a sip since probably 1997. So his he's that's awesome. He hasn't been he, he hasn't had a drink for years. Nigel had a drink five minutes ago. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> You're damn right. It's my lucky day. Woo! It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock! You know, I hate to start a segment out this way, Hammer, but the violence starting 2023 here, uh, 12 days into January, is just, it's it sucks. It's awful. They were talking about that road rage incident at the top of the hour of the news uh, in Greenwood. That was a guy, uh, the, the, the victim there was the, uh, the Indy Steelers coach who um, was the founder of that youth football team, you know, worked to stop Greenwood. uh, He worked to stop violence in Indy, and um, he was a victim of a road rage shooting uh, in Greenwood. Just one of the many tragic homicides to to start off the first few weeks here in January 2023. Just a couple days ago, the coroner here in Marion County, says that the body of the young child uh, is ruled a homicide. So you add that to the total. Uh, It's been a lot of juveniles so far this year, which is a very disturbing trend to start a new year. And of course, you may have heard at the top and bottom of the hour here, two people were shot and killed on the near east side earlier Just before noon, police were called to the 200 block of North Walcott Street near State Avenue in Washington on the reports of gunshots. IMPD officers arrived. They found two people with wounds, gunshot wounds. Both were pronounced dead. And again, this has been a pretty grisly start to the new year here in Indianapolis. And I was really hoping we would turn a corner. You know, we talk about crime a lot on this show and I'm not going to pretend that I like the leadership of this city. I don't like Joe Hogsett. I don't like Ryan Mears. I think they're doing bad jobs. I think they get rewarded for it because Indianapolis just votes on party lines because it's so blue. But I do hope they succeed when it comes to crime. I live here in Marion County. My family lives here in Marion County. I want the numbers to go down. Unfortunately, it looks like it's more of the same here. And and IMPD is getting help. The recruiting is below where it should be. Um, it, it's below where it should be on a state level with the Indiana State Police. That's part of the problem. But I, I'm certainly glad that they're getting money and funding for, um, just as an example, the gunshot detection, uh, the, the gunshot detection technology, license plate reading technology, things like that. But, man, they, they are looking for, uh, they are having a problem recruiting right now. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. The other big story of the day is more classified information has been found And it's got Joe Biden's fingertips all over it, Nige. A second stash was found 
in his garage <laughs> at his house in Wilmington, Delaware, the place where he parks that yellow Corvette that appears in videos all the time. It's next to the Corvette in the garage. Now, remember when they found the stuff at Mar-a-Lago, when Donald Trump had classified documents? This was at Mar-a-Lago, where the former president lives. So there were there was some security there. You had to get through multiple levels of security yeah. to get to the office, and then you had to get into, like, the safe where everything was at. So there were levels of security. I'm not condoning him having classified information, but he was the president, and he's got the right to declassify that type of stuff. And then the authorities, the feds, uh, kind of spread everything out on the floor to make it look like it was just had been strewn about. Right. And then showed that picture out to the media. And that's when Joe Biden said, I can't believe how irresponsible that was, when Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes asked him about that, you know? You saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. So (laughs) imagine the security steps you have to do to get to Donald Trump's, you know, room at Mar-a-Lago. This was in Joe Biden's garage (laughs) next to his car. Like anybody could have got in there. How many people have access to classified information right now? That's the question. Right next to the beer fridge. (laughs) Underneath the, uh, you know, underneath the workbench. So earlier today, uh, he had a press conference. He was talking about some things. And Peter Ducey, who's a reporter for Fox News, he asked Joe Biden, isn't it a little ridiculous that you had classified information in your garage next to your car? And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Oh. Okay. So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway. Was in a garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Oh, well, that makes it better. Okay. Your Corvette's in there and the garage is locked. I mean, Donald Trump actually had to had to to uh, modify how his documents were stored at the behest of uh, the FBI. They requested that they uh, enhance the security. <laughs> All you got to do in Delaware, apparently, where Biden lives, is uh, hit the garage door opener. <laughs> right. There they are. <laughs> Nuclear codes, nuke secrets, whatever it is. I don't know. Right next to the WD-40. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has appointed a special counsel to look into the classified documents in multiple locations of Joe Biden. Here he was earlier today. Earlier today, I saw I signed an order appointing Robert Hur a special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. So let's look into who Robert Hur is. He was the top aide to the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. It was a special assistant and counsel to now FBI Director Chris Ray when he was the assistant AG at the Department of Justice. Hello. So you've got that going on right now. It's hot and her. Hot and her. We were kind of talking before the uh, top of the hour. You could do a lot of like who's on first kind of stuff with this guy. <laughs> Her's going to investigate Biden. 
Her? I thought it was he. It is a he. Who? Her? What? I mean, the jokes write themselves at this point, don't they? I wish that, I mean, the timeline with Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice just doesn't match up when you compare this to what Trump went through. We, we, they knew about all of this since the beginning of November, since before the midterm elections. And here we are in the middle of January, and we're only now talking about it. Uh, the, the timeline does not match up when you compare it to what Donald Trump went through with the raids and the, the, the news coverage happening there, and then Merrick Garland appointing special counsel, special prosecutor to that case. The media was tipped off about the Donald Trump raid. Like, somehow, magically, what a hell of a coincidence, the feds and the media all arrived at the same time when Mar-a-Lago was raided. I don't think the cameras were rolling when people were rolling through Biden's garage, knocking over the WD-40, <laughs> moving the weed whacker, seeing the old cardboard cutout of Kathy Ireland right next to the government classified information, which a vice president, vice president, should not have in the first place. Um, now, keep in mind, this is something, too. In 2018, Hunter Biden you know, the crack-smoking son of Joe, Hunter claimed that he owned that house, Joe Biden's house, where the classified Whoa. documents were at with the Corvette in the garage. So this is just another example of Hunter lying to get something he wants and using the big, big guy as a cover. So imagine, if you will, if you've ever watched Maury Povich, if Joe Biden were on The Maury Show... People know I take classified uh, documents, classified information seriously. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Oh! <laughs> and everybody freaks out and jumps up and down. Rolling around on the floor, kicking, their, <laughs> kicking and screaming. A dejected Biden throwing his arms up. Can't believe it. You people disgust me. Hammer and Nigel on 93 WIBC. Hammer's over there on Nigel. Got an update to a story uh, from earlier. Uh, actually, it was later last year. I think this actually happened in November. But the update is, well, here, we'll go back. A trip from a Michigan school district brought students to this restaurant, right? They would go on a field trip. They stopped at this restaurant, but it had an attached lounge that included stripper poles. <laughs> And the school board called the incident uh, an example of poor judgment. They highlighted uh, this story on libs of TikTok on Twitter. And apparently the kids were dancing on the stripping poles at the brass poles at one point. Which is what you want to see on a school field trip, kids on a stripper okay, pole. So, but it looks like, it, here's what happened. I think they were, they were um, going to the D Detroit Symphony Orchestra. So they had to stop and get something to eat at a place called Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. Sure. The, st <laughs> the students were moved from the pizza portion of the area due to lack of available space. So they put them so, you know, you do the natural thing. You put the kids in the quote-unquote lounge with the stripper poles. I mean, I've I, seen I, it a million times. You go to the symphony, you end up on a pole. Right. I mean, it happens. <laughs> I, I, here's what I'm not clear of. Is this an actual strip club that was adjacent to this pizza place? 
Obviously, this place is owned by the same people, Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. I mean, that's a strip club, right? Or if it's not a strip club, they've got stripper poles in there where they encourage the patrons to get up there and grind and turn on a little pour some sugar on me and do the thing. So either way, it's not a place where you'd expect kids on a field trip to be. And there was pictures and video of the kids basically like oh, no. playing Swinging on the around. poles yeah. and doing ridiculous things. Well, the update now is that the school district is debating legal action against the person who recorded the kids and broke the story. Basically trying to say, you had no right to record minors, even though they were at this <laughs> ridiculous place on a strip club. You're the problem. They may have wanted to... I, I'm, say, I'm not saying anything was done intentional here. Um, they were going to the symphony orchestra. They were going to lunch. You may have wanted to scout the location first. Right. I'm not saying teachers, I, I can't imagine, and there's some crazy stuff that we've seen in schools before, but I don't, I, I, clearly, I think there, a mistake was made. I don't know that they knew that there was a quote-unquote lounge with stripper poles. I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Right. It seems like it was a mistake, a, a genuine mistake. Uh, maybe keeping the kids off the stripper poles probably would have been a better idea, though. You've got yeah, to scout look, the area better. So picture it. It's 1985. You're taking the kids on a field trip to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They're going to go to the museum. Mm -hmm. They're going to get to go on the track. But for lunch, we're going to hit up the Wild Cherry. <laughs> well, in Wild Cherry's defense, that whole place was a strip club. <laughs> there wasn't a side for families and pizza lunches. It was all brass poles everywhere. I mean, All that's day. An interesting business model. One side, we've got young kids <laughs> enjoying a nutritious pizza lunch. On the other side, we've got Deb out on stage number three. Deb, come yeah, on down. I, I, just, I wonder about the intent in this specific situation. Um, have you ever heard of the term lucky girl syndrome <laughs> or no. lucky guy syndrome? I have not. No. Is it like white privilege, male privilege? It's a new thing that's trending, and the general idea is that good things will happen to you if you tell yourself that everything always works out oh, for you. Kind of like that book, The Secret, The Power of Positive Thinking. Remember Stuart Smalley on SNL? Yeah. I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people, people like, like me. me. Uh, some TikTok influencer put it out, and it went viral. I genuinely consider myself one of the luckiest people I know. Like, I get the most insane opportunities thrown at me out of nowhere. There's literally no better way to explain it than, like, it feels like the odds are completely in my favor. And the thing is, it wasn't until I genuinely believed that great things just happened to me out of nowhere that things literally started flying at my face. Like, I'm not kidding. And I wouldn't even call this, like, toxic positivity because I genuinely believe that, like, the best things just happened to me. Toxic positivity. That's what we're calling this toxic positivity. Well, because you have a great attitude and you believe the best uh, in life is is waiting for you. That's toxic positivity. Isn't that I, I an oxymoron know. anyway? And toxic positivity. And again, I don't know that this is some brand new way of thinking. They've they've written books about that. I think that's what the secret. Yeah, I remember 10, 15 years ago was about. Um, <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe you're just lucky. Right. Sometimes people have luck. It happens. And maybe you're a hot chick. Maybe people <laughs> just want to give stuff to you. Doors open up a lot more for hot chicks than they do people <laughs> like us, Nige. <laughs>
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Amber and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Harris is here. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. I love how they're just randomly finding more and more of these Biden classified documents in different spaces. <laughs> At first, it was it was his think tank, which is funded by China. Now it's his garage in Delaware. Yesterday, he's like, well, it's not like it's out in the street. It's locked up. I, I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump, I mean, it was a four-alarm national security emergency when Donald Trump was going through all this. Joe Biden says it was the most irresponsible thing he's ever seen. And now, what do you know? Joe Biden's accused of doing the same thing. Yeah, and I uh, I take back something I said yesterday on air, because I said yesterday on air, look, when you are leaving the White House, you're a vice president, president, you've been there eight years, four years, whatever, the magnitude of stuff you're moving Think about if you move in your own life. What's in this box, Sally? I don't know. Just throw it on the truck. There's there's some chance you're going to have something that someone would deem, hey, that's classified. Maybe you're not supposed to have that. There's some form of discussion. So you should get some grace on that. The problem is Biden didn't give Trump any grace, and they're trying to put him in prison for it. Right. This is the whole thing. Is it really a big deal? Maybe, maybe not. I'm leaning toward maybe not. But these lunatics made it a big deal. So all we're asking for is a little consistency. And here's the other. And so this is what I said that yesterday on air. Now, I take it back today because it's one thing like Trump's were all in a singular location. Hey, there's some dispute about these. It's under lock and key. The Secret Service is there. It's freaking Mar-a-Lago. It's very secure. We'll we'll battle it out in court or whatever, and then we'll decide who gets what. It's a very secure, singular location. Biden's is in his garage. <laughs> Hammer. Here's what's in my garage: a couple cars, a washer dryer, some golf clubs, and some tools and a Christmas tree. Not my will. Not 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 my birth certificate. And There's not nothing classified information that you're not even privy to declassify. There is nothing important in my garage because that's not where you put important stuff. And, and like you said, we're playing by their rules now. That's why everybody, the media is trying to downplay this. No, 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 no. You don't get to downplay this after, as you said, they wanted to put Trump in jail, tried for treason. I mean, there's montage after montage of CNN and MSNBC talking heads uh, admonishing Trump for doing the same thing that Biden is doing. Wow, <laughs> hey, I, just, I just off the rails. There I, he is. I gave it a try. I gave it my best shot. Don't you there. feel better after you do that? But this is the thing, though. And, and Tony and I kind of got into this the other day when he came on with us like 
Tony was saying, well, hat tip to CNN because they were the first one to report it. But they were also the first one to put the side-by-side tail of the tape up there saying why this is way different than Donald Trump's and Orange Man bad and, oh, Joe Biden's just fine. They don't get to do both sides of that. That's called pulling a Fauci. Okay, so here's what's also super... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just caught onto that. There you go. That's very good. Uh, here's what's also super interesting about this, and there's no answer yet. Why did they find these documents to begin with? Like, what were they looking for? And who is they? Who are these people and what were they looking for that six and a half years after the guy left the White House, that these things just start magically popping up? I think there's a very good chance that there are people actively working against Joe Biden who know what he is and know that if the Republicans nominate someone with a pulse nut named Trump, hmm. he, to steal a Jason Hammer phrase, is going to get boat raced out of the building. So, I like this. I'm this close to throwing yeah, you the tinfoil hat toss here. It over here. Feel free to put that tinfoil hat on. <laughs> you feel like this could be kind of an inside job by democrats big donors to get biden out of the picture for 2024 well isn't it interesting because they became aware of the documents supposedly on november 2nd and not a word was uttered before the midterm election when hi good night everybody was elected to the u.s senate which is fascinating because had the <laughs> had that been a republican i think you would have heard about oh, it. oh you would have been the lead story in every uh, publication in america then not a word is said as we have the runoff in which Raphael Warnock defeats Herschel Walker. And then what do you know? New Year, new us, right before supposedly Biden is beginning to gear up be to towards some sort of presidential announcement. These things just magically come out. And we all know these networks, these major media networks are totally in the tank for the Democrats. Why are they even reporting it? They cover up, they hide, they lose stories all the time that involve going after the Democrats. But they're still spinning it, though. Joy Behar said, well, this is different because, you know, Joe Biden gets the benefit of the doubt because he's a nice guy. Yeah, but she's a moron and a commentator. I'm talking about the media outlets that ran the story. They're running the story, which puts it front and center. If they didn't want it out there, they wouldn't hmm. run the story. So when you start adding all of these things up, I'm not a I might be a believer in one or two coincidences, but we got a whole bunch of coincidences coming together at the same time here. So do you think the Republican House should pursue impeachment? Let's just say all the stars are aligned here and they've got enough stuff on Burisma, Joe Biden's involvement with Ukraine, Hunter Biden, the classified documents. I mean, you could go down a checklist of things. They could technically go forward with impeachment, but like you said earlier, do they want to do that or do you want to keep Joe Biden in place and beat him in 2024? Well, and here's the problem. Kevin McCarthy, you guys remember Kevin McCarthy, right? Speaker Mem of the House. Uh, oh, sure. Jim Banks is a very good friend. You remember Jim Banks? He's the House member who lost his election for whip and got thoroughly embarrassed by his colleagues. And then his response to that was now he's going to run for U.S. Senate because he didn't get the job in the House that he wanted, not because he'd be a good U.S. Senator. You remember Jim Banks, right? You're familiar with the sure. work of Jim Banks. Jim Banks, yes. yeah. He voted. Thank you. You remember he also voted for Kevin McCarthy, not one, not two, not three, not four, but 15 times and didn't get any concessions. So Jim Banks' good personal friend, Kevin McCarthy, who he voted for 15 times, <laughs> has already taken impeachment off the table. He already said before he was elected speaker, him and his leadership, they said, we're not doing that. So what are we at? What is he going to go back on his word? Now, he's not going to get kicked out of office anyway, just like Trump, because the Senate would save him. But at the end of the day, Rob, is that probably the smart thing? Why would you want to get rid of this lunatic when you're confident that Ron 
Ron DeSantis could beat him handily. Well, you know, and call me old-fashioned here, Hammer, but I grew up in a time in which we held our elected officials accountable, and, well, you know, we didn't play politics with things like espionage or getting <laughs> documents in the hands of dangerous people. <laughs> I don't know. I realize I'm a terrible person. Overall perspective on what you saw went down over the weekend with the House Speaker and the vote and the 15 ballots and the sort of some people described it as chaos other people liked what they saw with the with the debates and the votes what did you think well the indiana delegation makes me want to puke and they uh rolled over and played dead from the beginning and knelt on bended knee kissing the ring finger of kevin mccarthy and those 20 brave people who held out to get these concessions that if they're honored and of course that's a big if will actually produce probably better more accountable less expensive government those are the heroes i I, again, have no idea why Jim Banks, who professes to be a conservative, went totally in the tank for Kevin McCarthy. I get why professional office hopper Aaron Houchin did it. I get why Total Zero Jim Baird did it. I get why Mike Pence's loser brother Greg Pence did it. I expect that from those people. But I thought Victoria Sparks and Jim Banks were supposed to be better, and they were no different. They're all the same. Why were those 20 people, and a lot of them were in the Freedom Caucus, but why were they viewed as clowns and pain in the asses throughout this whole process, even by a lot of Republicans and conservative outlets? I saw hosts on Fox News calling them out. Sean Hannity basically giving a lecture to Lauren Boebert about how she should be the one voting for McCarthy. Dan Crenshaw, terrorists. Right. right? Dan Crenshaw called them terrorists. Because people like power, and they know the path to power is not through those people. They know the path to power is through the establishment. And at the end of the day, the overwhelming majority of people are completely in it for themselves above the American people. We see it at the state house all the time. What are they working on? I know we'll get to it here in a minute, but they're working on a state sandwich and a state nickname rather than doing (laughs) things that actually help you. These people are not your friend. I cannot say this clear enough. The overwhelming majority of these politicians at a local level, a state level, a federal level, they do not like you. They do not serve you. The only service they are about is self-service and taking care of them. Can you stick around for another segment? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for about you. The, what's going on with the uh, state legislature here. Uh, going off the rails with Rob Kendall on the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll be right back. 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We're back going off the rails with Rob Kendall uh, this week. General Assembly in session, state legislature, blah, 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 blah. Uh, What do you you see anything productive this week uh, or or next week happening with these guys? Well, I was very inspired that despite a looming property tax crisis that everybody knows is happening and bills are about to skyrocket because there is a highly flawed assessment process that has been in place for decades, uh, our state legislature spending time on very important things like uh, naming a state sandwich, uh, coming up with a state nickname. Didn't somebody send you like a direct message on social media finger-wagging you for bashing the sandwich? Now, they haven't figured this out. By the way, they sent it it at 1.30 in the morning, Hammer. So So, that tells me they've been stewing on it all day. Well, they've been doing something before sending that message at 1.30. I don't know if it was stewing. Uh, To quote the uh, uh, famed comedian and actor Steve Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, you're messing with the wrong guy. And so so I, uh, I replied to that state rep in question. I said, thank you for this. I'm about to make you the most famous man in the state house. And boy, you should have heard. I, I wish I could have heard that guy back up. Beep, beep. Now, wait a second. I agree with you on a lot of things. And we're in coots on this and that. We're lockstep. No, and, uh, no, blah, blah. No. and I said, 
uh, so finally he goes, I'd like to meet with you to discuss this. And so I'm not going to name this idiot yet because I'm going to meet with him <laughs> and really? I'm going to I'm going to give him an opportunity to answer why he'll tell me privately in a in a direct message on a social media app that he's with me, but doesn't say a word in public. The state sandwich? Some people's property tax bills are about to go up $500, $1,000 or more. We're talking about some people who are on fixed incomes, and you are irate and upset about the state sandwich? So I assume, Rob, based on the little birdies that you have inside the state house, that they're working vigorously to get rid of the gas tax, correct? <laughs> Did you say something funny? Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, here, here's the deal. They are proposing, <laughs> think about this. They are proposing if you take a $37.5 billion biennial budget, which was the last budget, Holcomb is proposing adding $5.5 billion on top of that. So public school math tells me that's $43 billion. You are led to believe in a state the size of Indiana with a $43 billion budget. There's not one damn cent to help you with property or gas taxes. <laughs> and what? it's not like the state is poor. We got a pretty big ass surplus. And he said they're going to add $2.3 billion on top of what they have now. If you're bragging about how big your surplus is, that's fancy talk for you've had the bejesus tacked out of you. We are an incredibly high tax state, but the problem is the Republicans are so invested in the legalized vote buying now and a whole bunch of it through this socialized medicine, Obamacare, that they lie to you and call HIP 2.0, that they can't get out of it now. That's why they can't come off the taxes and offer meaningful property tax reform. Other than you did notice they proposed maybe doing something with the income tax. Why? Because that best helps their big corporate donor buddies. That's who will make the most amount of money off any change to the income tax. That's why they get that and you get crap. What is the state sandwich now, by the way? Is it the BLT? Or is it the, uh, it's the McRib. The, uh, the <laughs> Indiana state sandwich is the McRib. <laughs> uh, probably got about a minute or two here left. Both of you guys are huge IU fans. I'm an IU fan. What's uh, what's going on with the team, Rob? Right uh, now, the basketball team. Does Tone Loke still have a job? Uh, Coach Woodson still has a job, <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. I never noticed that until Hammer told me yeah. the other day. He sounds just like Tone Loke. Jay Query pointed it out to me, so it's like a chain here. Yeah. You listen to those guys side, side by side, side yeah. they sound like the same person. Who, what What is wrong with this program where it's okay for these players to be fighting with with people on whatever social media app that was. TikTok yeah. or something. That's embarrassing. Can you imagine yeah. Brian Sloan or Todd Jadlow or Brian Evans fighting with fans? They would have gone missing. We'd have found them floating in a river somewhere. <laughs> and those guys actually won. Yes. So if anybody could fight with fans, it'd be people that have actually accomplished something wearing an IU jersey. Why is Mike Woodson okay <laughs> with this? Why is he okay with anything that's happening? And why in the world can we not find one guy who can shoot the damn ball? What's well, coming up with the big show tomorrow? Well, we're going to continue to talk about all these special documents that we found in the garage next to the Corvette. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel Show.